Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of All Things Considered Franchising, powered by ScottMilosFranchiseCoach.com. I am your host, Scotty Milos. All Things Considered Franchising is a podcast dedicated to the franchising industry, entrepreneurs seeking to get into the business for the first time, and people looking to diversify a portfolio. A range of subjects. Uh, ScottMilosFranchiseCoach.com is a consulting organization that I founded many years ago that uh, helps people uh, research and explore business ownership, building a business model, and then introducing the uh, opportunities that fit. I have a very, very interesting guest today and somebody I've kind of, we've we've just kind of watched each other for over, gosh, it's got to mm -hmm. be over 10 years now. And, right. uh, you know, just, and, and we thought it would be a great idea to uh, actually uh, be on each other's podcast. So right. I, I guess I drew the short straw and I'm first. And uh, I'd like to <laughs> welcome uh, Martin McDermott, uh, who is president right. and founder of Franchise Interviews. Uh, for anybody who has been watching podcasts and uh, looking for information on franchising, Franchising Interviews is a leader in that category, been around for almost 17 years or 17 years now. And Martin is also a uh, pro, a uh, professor over at Purdue University mm -hmm. in their global division, uh, teaching marketing and uh, uh, course leadership on marketing, I guess, correct? Yeah, that's right. Well, well, welcome to the show, Martin. Thank you, Scotty. Like I said, it's a privilege to finally be able to speak to you face-to-face. -face. As I mentioned earlier, <clears throat> I feel like I know you already, so I'm talking to an old friend. So uh, this, is, this is a privilege for me. You know... Um, you and I, uh, since we've kind of circled the globe here in franchising, we won't go into, you know, ages or anything, but we've been mm -hmm. around the block. You right. certainly have had your uh, finger on the pulse of the franchising industry, but there have been a lot of changes over the years. Yes. Um, you know, it's become a political topic, um, you know, what's going on in California and some of the other states. Mm -hmm. But franchising still is a reliable uh, and a... Um, What's the word uh, I'm looking for? Just a reliable opportunity or option for people to explore right. in business ownership. Give us your take and what you're seeing in the franchising industry and just kind of your thoughts on if somebody out there is listening, saying, hey, I'm really thinking about it, but I don't know what to do at this point. Yeah, it's, you know, it is interesting for me, Scotty, because when I got into franchising, when I started studying franchising back in, I was like 1999, I think at that time, there was only, I think, about 1,200 different systems, from what I remember, the IFA reports. I think today, I don't know how many we're up to. It's like 2,500. Is it 4,000? 4,000. That's okay. what the last IFA meeting had. 4, that 000. number just keeps going up and up yep. and up, doesn't it? You know, And I would say, like, when is it going to stop at some point? You know, you see more industries franchising all the time. And, you know, I mean, I guess that could be a good thing, right? And it could be a bad thing. Um, you know, what I love about franchising, Scotty, is it, it, someone said this on my show once, and I, and I, and I forget who it was. I'm going to have to go back to give him credit. But he said that franchising is an unfair advantage in the sense that if you think about it, with franchising, you're getting, and, and, and I'm preaching to the choir, but you're getting, you're getting two very important things. You're getting one, you're getting a sophisticated system that someone has worked on for a very long time. And you're also getting a strong brand in some cases, not all cases. But if you right. have those two things that take a very long time to build, you're, you're kind of starting, if you think about like the analogy of baseball, you're kind of starting on third base, right? right. As opposed to starting on first base. So your chance of getting home is, is, is much quicker or you have a greater chance of doing that. And, you know, that's that's what I love about franchising um, is, 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 is the opportunity, you know, 
I actually study it too, Scotty, on a scholarly level. I think I mentioned to you, um, I have six publications on the topic of, of franchising. Yeah. So I go a little bit deeper, you know, so when I'm doing a podcast, I'm kind of thinking, I say, okay, how can I apply this to research, you know, and, 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 and get it published in a scholarly journal. Um, so, so, you know, that's one of the things that I, I do as well. And, um, it's amazing that I've been doing this show now for, for 16 years. I think I've done about 850 interviews. Wow. And yeah. And, and one of the questions that I always ask at the end of the show, which I'm going to ask yourself when I have you on it, it's always asked, what advice would you give to an aspiring entrepreneur looking to buy a franchise? And it's so interesting, Scotty, because, and I don't know if you can guess what the number one answer is, but it's over 50% of the time, my guests will say to me, do something that you're passionate about. Right. And I, I think that's important, right? I mean, that, right. right. You want to do something that you're passionate about and something you love, but there's got to be a little bit more to it than that, right? I, I You know what, uh, Martin, you are touching on a subject that, um, a, a topic that I, I 150% agree mm -hmm. with you. It isn't always passion. Passion's right. great, don't get me wrong. Of course. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, in marriages, there are a lot of passions, but there are a lot of bumps in the road, too. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. And, you know, with, with our show, too, Scotty, I always say that, you know, our show is more of an introductory point for aspiring franchisees. You know, is we kind of introduce entrepreneurs to different particular brands, different topics. And then, you know, once someone comes to to our Web page if they find franchising to be a viable opportunity, then they go to guys like yourself. You know what I mean? Because right. I think it's important that someone really does their homework. I think they need a lot of guidance from yep. franchise consultants like yourself. In the old days, we used to call them brokers, right? Correct. Uh, yep. Consultant is the new professional word. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> and that, yep. and, you know, and that totally makes sense. I had, um, I appreciate your service so much, Scotty. One of the guests that I had on my show was such a long time ago, but there were these two gentlemen, they were looking to get into franchising. They used a franchise consulting service. I can't even remember which one it was, but when the franchise consultant came back to them, she recommended window cleaning as a viable opportunity for them. And both of them looked at her. They're like, are you crazy? To make a long story short, they ended up getting into I think it was fish window cleaning, if yep. I remember correctly. Yep. Know the brand, yep. They loved it. I mean, they were so happy. They ended up buying another one, you know, and they became multi-unit franchisees. But I would say, wow. I mean, if it wasn't for a franchise consultant, maybe they would have steered towards some other opportunity that they said, okay, we're passionate about it. They weren't passionate about window cleaning, right? But nevertheless, it turned out to right. be an amazing opportunity for them. And, you know, franchising... <clears throat> it doesn't discriminate. I mean, it you know, you could nope, have it doesn't. a high school education, you could have a doctorate degree, master's, it it doesn't matter. I mean, it levels the playing field for everyone. And that's what I love about franchising, Scotty, is that if someone wants to be an entrepreneur, but maybe they don't know how to be an entrepreneur, franchising is, is a wonderful opportunity, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, you touch on, and, and just two comments about what you said that, you know, about the uh, the two gentlemen you used about uh, the window cleaning. Mm -hmm. um, I think sometimes, and, and this is one of the practices and conversations that I have with my clients, um, is that sometimes ego gets in the way of a decision right. process. Sure. You know, window cleaning or portable right. toilets or, right. you know, right. it's kind of like, you know, 
they're not comfortable going to be sitting around the dinner table talking to friends and say that they own a window cleaning business. Right. Yet they don't see the upside to where their goals are. Uh, right. You know that it gets them to their goals or could potentially right. get them to their goals. Right. Um. So it it it's just interesting that how ego and the other thing is is that it's research. Uh. You know. Uh, look, you've been around yes. the block and everybody. It, it seems to be the uh, the white flag that gets thrown up. I want to do some research, mm-hmm. and you know. There's no better research than talking to the brand and then talking to the franchisees within the brand. Everybody Correct. says, I want to go online. I want to do some research. I want to look at Google reviews right, or Yelp right. reviews. And I'm like, I'm saying, well, wait a minute. How often do you see a Yelp review that's positive? So, <laughs> right. I mean, so, you know, so if you right. don't have thick skin to handle reviews, then maybe you shouldn't be a business owner. So, um, you know, in any type of format, you know, an independent or a franchisee. So, uh, right, right. well, let me ask you this, Mark, you know, you, 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 you've seen a lot of people, um, you know, come across your airwaves. A lot of people you've mm-hmm. met, a lot of people that uh, have been successful. You probably know some people that struggled. Yes. Um, what do you see, maybe one or two commonalities between the people that are successful in mm-hmm. business ownership, franchising, and <clears throat> maybe a, com- a couple of common threads of people who you say struggle with it a little bit. Right. Any, I, I mean, any advice to our listeners on that? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm losing my voice. It's, that's a great question, Scotty. Um, and it sounds kind of cliche, the answer that I'm going to give you, but I mean, there's, there's so much truth behind this is I think, I know if you are going to get into buying a franchise, if you're a franchisee, I think you have to trust that system 100%. I had a woman on my show long time ago um her name is uh julie bennett she wrote a book for franchise yep. times okay you, yep. it's funny I how know we know julie. yep yep we, we know julie. <laughs> she wrote something in her book i mean it just stood out because i said oh my god i said that's this is franchising she said she was interviewing a franchisee and i couldn't remember what, which which brand it is because it's been so long since i've read the book but the franchisee said this she said if the operations manual told me to write in red ink on Tuesday and blue ink on Thursday, I would do it. Right. You have to go into it having that trust, don't you? I um I interviewed one of the most successful franchisees to a brand, um, Liberty Tax, which you're probably familiar yeah. with. And I so my question was what I wanted to know the most, Scotty, was when, when I had this gentleman on the show, as I said, how did you become the number one franchisee? You'll appreciate what he said. He, he said, all I did was what they told me to do. Yep. That was it. That was his, his response. You know, it wasn't like anything like, you know, oh, I'm this brilliant person. I'm, I have all these different traits and things like that. I just did what they told me to do. When I had Tariq. Um, Edible arrangements. Yep. He said the same thing to, he said, one of his most successful franchisees, he said, do whatever this guy referring to Tariq says, and you'll be successful. And that's the truth, isn't it? I mean, so if you are going to go into it, you have to follow the system. There's no, and I hate, I hate when I say this sometimes, I think entrepreneurs get upset, but there's no creativity in franchising. Sometimes you know what you just hit the nail on the head because uh as we were talking before we started the, the air of the show 
Um, I, I had mentioned to you that I was down at a trade show down yeah. in the uh, Dulles, Virginia area, Chantilly, right. uh, through Franchise Expo, Michael Hyman and his group, Dennis. And I was speaking, uh, and one of the questions that came up was, why do people fail at franchising? Right. And, and, and I said, you know, there's really two reasons that people fail. Uh, one is they go into this undercapitalized. Correct. I said, the, 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 there's really three reasons. The second is they really didn't have their partner or spouse support. So Correct. that kind of, right. and then the third one is they just didn't follow the process. They're trying right. to reinvent the wheel. So I always try to explain to my clients that if you are a process entrepreneur, someone who can follow a process to mm -hmm. the T, not, right. not saying that suggestions or ideas are unwanted, they are wanted, but they have to be uniform to the brand. But if right. you can follow 99.99% or 100% of the process, you are going to be successful. If you are a, what I call an engineer type process, mm -hmm. somebody who likes to put together all of the manuals and the marketing plans and want to be involved in every aspect of the business, then right. being independent, don't go into franchising. So and that's not easy to right. do. No, that's it's not, not easy to do, Scotty, is it? I mean, I think about, you know, a lot of times people have said to me over the last 16 years, they're like, you know, you have this podcast on franchising. Why don't you go into franchising? I don't know how good of a franchisee I'd actually be. You know what I mean? Because as even though I have this, this tremendous appreciation for franchising, that's not easy to do, to find someone who will totally 100% right. trust the system. Um that's very difficult. You know, franchising is, and I, I think John Hayes said this once, is he said, franchising isn't for everyone. It's not for most people. And I didn't understand the first time he said that when I was at one of these franchise shows, I was like, what is he talking about? You know, it's right. not for most people. Now I get it <laughs> 16 years later, <laughs> you know? Um, so I think it does, it takes, it takes a special type of person to, to, to get into franchising. Well, I think there's a human psychology to this as well. You know, as mm -hmm. as people, as humans, our psychology is to kind of push back or, you know, want to do something different or think we right. can do better. So right. it's really hard sometimes as a as a business person, especially in franchising, just to sit back and say, OK, I'm going to do this and kind of rely on somebody else, especially if you're the type of person that, you know, likes to tweak or, you know, just kind of take a chance, <laughs> yes. so to speak. Right, right. And that's me to some extent, just a little, I have a little bit of that in me, you right. know, Scotty. So that's why, you know, I would be a little hesitant for, to go into franchising, but nevertheless have this, this, this great appreciation for it as well. I, one of my favorite books, <clears throat> I don't know if you ever read it, is The E-Myth Revisited by yeah. Michael Gerber. And um, I can't tell you how many times that book has been referenced on my show, whether it's from franchisees or franchisors. <clears throat> and I actually had the chance to interview Michael three times on my podcast. And um, that's one book that I certainly recommend reading before you get into franchising. There's a lot of other good ones too out there, by the way, as well. Yep, there um, are. But that's one I would certainly take a look at. Yeah. You mentioned family support too, Scotty. I mean, that's, yep. I'm glad you mentioned that because this is very difficult, isn't it? You know, you know even better than I do um, that, you know, you need that support, right? From your, your, your wife, your husband, your, your, your children. I mean, this is, this is a big commitment and, and you use the word marriage. And, and a lot of times I compare it to a marriage. It's, it's at yep. least a 10 year commitment in, in many instances. So, right. You're going to have to have that support from from your your family um and you want to meet 
their family as well. I think I've heard this on your show. I can, I can give you credit is you, you want to date a little, right? Yep. You want to yeah. meet the family, meet the parents, right? And, and, and see what is the culture like in that family? It's interesting how life can be applied to, to franchising, couldn't it? Yeah, you know, I hey, look, I I always uh, I've shared a story about many years ago when when I was part of uh, the burger concept and yeah, you know, uh, we had a husband and wife team come into Discovery Day and uh, you know he was this big, gentle, you know, bear, really yeah. friendly kind of guy, yeah. and she sat there with her arms crossed, you know, you know, didn't crack a smile, and you know, got up in the you know fifteen twenty minutes into uh, Discovery Day and insisted that somebody go to Dunkin' Donuts for her, and you know, so you know. My point is, is that we had to call up and say, okay, Bob, congratulations. We've been, we're going to award you a franchise, but we have bad news. Well, what's the bad news, Scott? Well, we can't award a franchise to your, to your wife. So we're going to have to pass on this because, you know, it it, it is. And then the other thing is I've always used the analogy, you know, if your spouse went out or partner went out and spent $150,000, $200,000 without telling you or what it was about, you know, right. would you be aggravated or reached right. into your savings account or retirement fund? So right. you're absolutely right. The, the, the partnership, the spouse, you don't always have to agree with the franchise or, but you got to get along. <laughs> absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I think, I think that that's a great example. I love that example. By the yeah. Way. So, uh, but you know, anything else about the industry to our audience out there, I mean, about franchising, I mean, you, you, you've, you've used it, you use the, uh, the, the, the terminology of like starting on third base. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may have to steal that from you and start using it, but that, that, that's okay. That's I stole <laughs> I stole it from somebody. You you know where I got that analogy from, Scotty? Um, a gentleman named George Native. He um, I think he's a founder of Boston Chicken or Boston Market. He was a big base Boston Red Sox fan, um, and um, he used that analogy. So I have to give him credit. Wow, I stole that one. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So he right. he gets credit for it. Yeah, but um, that is a great analogy. But I mean, in in in, in thinking of other things too, Scotty, you know, is the whole process of due diligence, I think we kind yep. of touched upon that. I mean, is I've of, I've often wondered, and I don't know this, you know it better than I do, is how often, do, how long does it take to actually buy a franchise from the time you, you, you say, okay, I want to start looking up franchise opportunities to the time you make the decision. It's got to be a long process. I 90 imagine. to 120 days, if not longer. Yeah, if not yeah. longer, you know, because if you are going to truly speak to franchisees that are currently in the system for the brand that you're interested in, that could take a long time too, you know, in setting up appointments, talking to them on the phone and things of that nature. Um, so I, 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 I imagine it's a very long process. Yeah, it's a, t- yep, it is. It, it, it's 90 to 120 days, if not longer. And, and to be honest yeah. with you, anybody who's really in a hurry, that's mm-hmm. when I get a little concerned. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, those are the people that I have a concern. Hey, I'm in a hurry. I got to get this. I got to start a business. You know, I lost my job. I got to get, it's like, whoa, slow down. Right. Of course. <laughs> of course. I like the franchise shows too, though. I like, I haven't yeah. been to a franchise show, Scotty, um, since COVID. So it's, it's been about three years since I've been to one, but I miss going to those. You know, I used to go to the one at the Jacob Javits. Yes. The big one. Put Washington, on by MFD, Tom Bergesi yeah. and everybody. Yep. I used to love to go to the shows, just, just walk around and see all the new concepts and opportunities and get to speak to people, you know, that were on my podcast in the past, you know, cause you feel like, you know, them once you interview them. And, um, I, I really have to start getting back out there and, and doing that again, you know, cause, cause those are a lot of fun, aren't they? 
They are. I mean, this one I did this past weekend was, I mean, I think they had close to 3000 registrations. Really? It was just, it was nonstop uh, from uh, morning until close. I mean, it was uh, both days, Saturday and Sunday. So, uh, and it was really nice, but these, these, these shows have a lot of what we call the embryonic brands, the ones that Mm -hmm. have just started franchising and, you know, a few name pick brands there, but Mm -hmm. uh, it's great to talk to people and it's, I, I always find it interesting that when people come up to me, they go, can you help me find the perfect franchise? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Well, what's perfect? You know, uh, it's, there's no uh, such thing, right, Scotty? I mean, I, I, no such thing is it. Nope. Nope. There's no such thing. E- even when, you know, I, I had another gentleman on my show, I, it, we were talking, I think, I think he might've been in real estate at one point of his life. And, and people would say, you know, I want the perfect home. And there's no such thing as a perfect home when you're buying real estate too. Right. I right. mean, there's always, you're always going to find something wrong with that house, you know, whether it's the windows or the basement or something like that. I, I think franchising is very similar to that process. It'll never be 100% perfect. You'll never finds that 100 percent opportunity i think the best guidance i give people or at least try to give people is look you know after 90 120 days and it's time to make a decision Mm -hmm. um, if you're not excited about your potential and that you feel that you could be a great business owner and maybe be the number one franchisee in the system right you probably shouldn't do it because the, the, I think that's really what it boils down to. I mean, there's always going to be fear and anxiety. Sure. Uh, you know, you don't want fear and anxiety to be your decision driver, but fear and anxiety also drives more questions. But uh, if you're, mm-hmm. you, you know, going into it to make the decision, it's okay to be nervous and scared, but you just have to have the 150% confident. You know, it's like people that want to open a burger or a pizza concept today. They sure. go, you know, the, the pushback is, is that, oh, there's just so many per- pizza and burger places and chicken and subs. Right, right. And my comment has always been, yes, but it pleases the masses. There's a lot of opportunity. Right. And you just got to be better than everybody else. Exactly. <laughs> you, you you have to set your goals high, too, <laughs> yes. don't you, Scotty? You know, yep. it's um, when when I was speaking to um, Michael Gerber, he, he, he said something fantastic. He said, most businesses fail. Not because they think too big, but because they think too small. And I thought about that for a while. I said, that's very interesting, you know, is is maybe we should think beyond the one one unit franchise, you know what I mean? And say, yeah. right, I want to be the number one franchisee to a system. That's a big goal, isn't it? Or, you know, I want to own two of these or three of these or maybe 10 of them one day, you know? And I think sometimes that, that gets you excited, you know, when you set those goals really high. Because sometimes if you fall a little short, that's not so bad, is it? You know, but when you set your goals really low, right? you know, maybe go a little bit higher, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's the person that says, Hey, I got a hundred thousand dollars. I want to invest in a business, but I want to make a half a million dollars a year. Correct. Well, yeah, great. Show me where you right. can find it and I'll give you the hundred thousand dollars. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise. It's uh, well, we've That's been talking true. to uh, Martin McDermott, who is uh, president founder of franchise interviews, also a uh, professor of marketing over at uh, Purdue university. Um, I'm, this is Scotty Milas. I'm the host of All Things Considered podcast, All Things Considered Franchising. Martin, any last words, any encouraging words for uh, our, our, our our entrepreneurs, whether you're looking to diversify a portfolio, uh, add on or do this for the first time? Any other last encouraging words you want to pass on and where people can get a hold of you or uh, listen to some of your interviews and uh, yeah. podcasts themselves? No, absolutely, Scotty. I really appreciate this opportunity to to 
to get to speak with you today. And as I mentioned, I'm going to have you uh, on my podcast. So I'm looking forward to that as well. So, um, so for your listeners, they can go to franchiseinterviews.com. And again, they can hear every single interview that I've done from day one, Scotty, to the very first interview we did was back in 2006 with a franchise called PB Loco. It was a peanut butter franchise. They're not in existence anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, and that's the interesting thing too, Scotty, you know, is, is, you know, a lot of the franchisers, you know, over the last 16 years that have been in my show, uh, on my podcast, they don't even exist anymore. Some of them, you know, most yeah. of them are still out there, you know, but, but there are situations where a franchise just does not make it, you know? So it's not, it's not a 100% guarantee. It's not a home run every single time. There's, as you mentioned, there's so many variables to get yep. into um, or, or, or take into consideration why something works or why something, you know, doesn't work. But again, overall, I, I think I've been doing the podcast such a long time because I truly believe in, in the franchise model, you know, the ability to get into a business that has a strong kick-ass system, a, a great brand, um, those are very important things, you know, going yep. back to that analogy of starting on third base, you know, as you can get to home a lot quicker. Um, so again, uh, franchiseinterviews.com, you can hear every single interview that I've ever That's done up to this point. And, and this has been a privilege for me to get to, to speak to you. Great. Well, this is Scotty Miles, uh, your host today for All Things Considered Franchising. To listen to more of my podcast, you can go to YouTube, Spotify, uh, uh, Apple, or go to allthingsconsideredfranchising.com, uh, all a brand new spanking new website with a list of all of our podcasts. Or you can head to scottmilesfranchisecoach.com if you're uh, thinking about uh, or like to start the journey of researching and exploring business ownership. As I tell people who start the journey that at the end of the journey, no oh, is okay. No. You aren't required to say yes. Uh, I think it sometimes it takes a lot more courage to say no than yes, but uh, it, it is an option to say no. So, uh, uh, Martin, again, great to have you. Uh, I hope we get you back Thank in you, the next Scotty. six months or so just to see where the industry is. And yeah. I'm sure we'll be bumping into each other and uh, uh, enjoy <laughs> the time with your son eating those hamburgers because I know that's I will. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Scotty. This has All been right. a privilege. Thank this you. This is Scotty Miles saying so long for now. Uh -huh.